A-teamers, it's 16 minutes after 11. We give you a double play there so you can get the blood circulating because this particular one is not going to be for the faint-hearted. It's the Closet Conversations on a Wednesday. We are talking about ejaculation concerns. So this is for the men, but the women in their lives too. And it's it's also for couples who are homosexual in the LGBTQI plus community. What are some of the ejaculation concerns that you might have? Dr. Mushogwa, Evelyn Mushogwa is joining us and she'll be giving us a better perspective. Remember to interact with us on the Closet Conversations. Firstly, you need to be over the age of 18. Uh, it's strictly for us adults, but uh, call in on 011-714-2006. Alternatively, WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMS to 41391. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations Oh, we are in the closet. Sipakati. Hey, I'm telling you. And I'm excited that we are talking about something that a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about. Ejaculation concerns. There's a lot of misconceptions. But Dr. Evelyn Mushogwa is our guest. She is a healthcare practitioner specializing in neurology and a surgeon. So she's well-versed. She's well-educated, well-experienced to help us with some of these ejaculation concerns. Dr. Mushogwa, thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure having you. Good evening, Patricia. Good evening to the listeners. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Dr. Mushogwa, there are some myths and, you know, misconceptions around ejaculation. Firstly, you hear people saying, I ejaculate too quickly, only because they are timing themselves with the time of a porn movie. Sometimes you'll hear others saying, no, my ejaculation is not that strong, you know. Um, I I don't see a lot of sperm. It's just Mm -hmm. a teaspoon or half a teaspoon. But what is the measure? You know, there's many misconceptions. So maybe let's start off by dealing with some of the misconceptions and the myths around ejaculations before we get to the concerns. Okay, uh, let me just start by explaining uh, what ejaculation is. And if you remember one of the talks that we had where we're talking about the sexual cycle, that usually we start by mentioning that there's arousal where someone is starting to think or feel that they would like to engage sexually. Uh, Then from arousal, there'll be a plateau where, you know, the couple uh, would be enjoying one another. And then there'll be orgasm, which is a heightened feeling, you know, of enjoyment. Then in the male, uh, usually there'll be ejaculation or emission where there'll be semen that comes out. Uh, What usually happens is that uh, most of the time when we talk of ejaculation, we just mentioned now about the volume. You know, that some people uh, kind of get pleasure in seeing something coming out and the volume of it. And they may be concerned about that or the look of the semen itself. Some may ejaculate and then be like, no, it looks chocolatey, you know, or brownish or bloody. So it can be a concern of how the ejaculate looks. And some may be concerned about the timing of ejaculation. It's too early or it's delayed. Or maybe it's not they. You know, those are some of the things that people can be concerned about. But one of the, uh, you know, big concerns is usually on timing. 
uh, you know, what we used to talk of as a premature or early ejaculation, where people may also have, you know, different expectations of that. So that is, you know, the different issues that can be there surrounding ejaculation. All right, let's talk about the timing firstly. What is the average um, time span of a sexual round for a man? So how long should it take before he ejaculates so that men yes. can just breathe easy? Yes. Yeah, let me say that what usually, if you look at the average uh, ejaculation time in the... I'm going to talk about what I like saying, the only round, which is usually the first round. People usually want to talk of second and third, but, you know, what we like saying is that you have to treat your first round as the last, because that makes it easy for everyone. So when we're talking about that, on average, a man uh, with a a partner uh, immediately after, you know, penetrative or what we call intravaginal, a latency period, uh, they will usually ejaculate within three minutes, you know, most of the time. That is the average for a man, three to five minutes. And then for females to really reach orgasm, we're talking about eight to 13 minutes. These are, you know, based on studies that were done in couples. So most of the time we're talking about it. And if you look at the DSM uh, classification, it's, it's actually a diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders. They will classify early ejaculation as a persistent or recurrent, uh, you know, ejaculation, which occurs within a minute, you know, of vaginal penetration. That is before an individual would want it to happen. And these can actually cause distress, you know, to the person or their partner. Unfortunately, there is no, you know, timing which is given for manual stimulation or for oral stimulation. They classify it mainly on uh, vaginal uh, penetration. So this is not to exclude other, you know, people with a different orientation, but that is how the classification is made, that it should be within a minute. Then it's very uh, early. So, and when we talk of this, it can be mild, you know, where somebody would ejaculate within... 30 to 60 seconds, or it can be moderate, less than 30 seconds, or it can be severe, where there's not even penetration and someone already ejaculates. And in other cases, it can be situational, where, for instance, somebody will know that all the time with this partner, you know, they would be uh, having early ejaculation, or it can be generalized that all the time it can it's happening if the person has had more than one partner. And in some cases, it can be primary, where someone has always experienced this or it may be secondary meaning that the person will tell you that no in the past i used to be fine but now i'm experiencing it 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 never happened before but what i've observed is you know in the late 30s 40s where people will come complaining about early ejaculation basically it's people who you find that when they were relatively younger they would have uh, you know be aroused reach orgasm ejaculate and then after a few minutes that they just drink water, do something, then they have another erection, and then they can continue with their partner on another round. But because when someone starts growing old, what happens is that immediately after ejaculation, there are things that get released in the body, you know, like prolactin and oxytocin, which the body takes time to metabolize. You find that maybe immediately after ejaculating, they sleep. 
for instance, they're tired. So now that's when they start feeling the distress because they're not getting that second round. And in some cases, you find that they're coming because the partner is complaining and they're not happy with it. So the basic thing about it is that if there's persistence and if there is distress, you know, for one or both of the partners, that is when we now classify it as no, it's too early because people are not satisfied of what is happening. All right. So that is a nutshell. Okay, the nutshell was quite a big nut, excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it, it's good that the men now know that if you are not consistently giving under one minute and you are here by three minutes to five minutes, even if it takes about eight minutes plus for your partner, female partner, to reach her orgasm, that does not make you a guy with ejaculatory problems. Because a man sometimes thinks that the woman will get to their destination at the same time as he. And if that doesn't happen, then he says, ah, I, you know, early ejaculation. Mm. But that is not the case. So the science behind it is anything under one minute, then we must be worried. Right, Doc? Yes, yes, All right. definitely. A-teamers, please do interact with us. Are you experiencing a one minute and you are worried about it? Or are you uh, a person who's saying, hi, boy, I'm just going on and on and on and on and I'm not ejaculating. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm not ejaculating. What's going on? And you want to know how you can get help and how you can support your partner if they are facing challenges. Dr. Evelyn Mushokwa is our guest. And these are the class of conversations. So you can be anonymous. All you need to do is call in on 011-714-2006. Or you can WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. Dr. Mushokwa, talking about ejaculation, does it ever happen that uh, a, a man will ejaculate semen that is uh, too little or semen that has a foul smell or semen that might have a foul taste because other partners do um, you know swallow the semen or mm. ejaculate semen that is extremely hot t- to the vagina so do these things happen and could these be of concern you know, most of the variabilities that you are mentioning can happen, like when you're talking of too little or nothing. You know, someone can reach orgasm and you find that there's nothing really which they do see. Uh, like we talked in the past, depending on uh, what other conditions could the person have. Like someone who's diabetic, they may have what we call retrograde ejaculation or being on treatment for prostate cancer. The volume can be very little or if they've had surgery for the prostate, uh, they can have, you know, when they ejaculate, the, the semen goes into uh, the, the bladder. And then you mentioned on whether it could be, you know, foul smelling. Uh, in some instances, if there's infection, for instance, the color can change. Or if there is inflammation of the prostate, I talked about the color, for instance, where it can be like brownish, which means it's old blood, or frank fresh blood being red. And that is usually alarming to the person. And most of the time, 80% of the time, when they, we call it hematospemia, when someone has got that bloody uh, discharge, you find that, uh, you know, we don't really find much. But it's okay to go and check and know what is going on. And then in some cases, you talked about smell. If there is a fishy smell, especially in uh, intercourse where there's no condom being used, 
sometimes you find that it's because there is infection, which can even be in the female partner, like with a, a you know, a chlamydia. You find that there can be this kind of fishy smell, uh, which is there during, uh, you know, combination with sperm, or also when the person is menstruating. That is not normal. Then usually, you know, we'd recommend the couple together to actually consult to be sure that there's no STI as well. So semen does, you know, have other things that, you know, it can tell you. The issue is that I cannot talk about, you know, the taste, how it would be like. Uh, the important thing is that the partner, if there's a change, if they they sense a change in how the semen has been or is at present and they are worried, it's okay to go consult and check what could be going on. You mentioned about things like if it feels too hot. Uh, I would say, like, for instance, during intercourse, if there is something like crush, you know, there can be, with friction, there can be that sensation of hotness, and that one should actually check out. There can be inflammation, you know, affecting both partners. Some may feel that immediately after ejaculating, the head of the or the glands of the penis feels a bit itchy, for instance, where it's not necessarily due to the ejaculation, but due to thrush, uh, which can be, you know, encountered uh, during intercourse. Uh, you mentioned on, I must say this, because when there is uh, any ejaculatory problem in a couple, definitely there can be frustration. And you talked about issue of self-esteem and self-image, yeah. where someone starts feeling like, you know, I'm not, I'm not man enough or whatever. But what we want to emphasize that's why we are having this conversation, is know your body and know how it functions. I mean, if you want to really know, I like say, you know what, play a song that lasts around 10 minutes when you are being intimate and see if you will finish that song, you know. Because usually on average, we talk about the three minutes, but we like saying for a man to be comfortable is let your partner, you know, get the gold and you get the silver. And we, this is why we're having this conversation as to how can you then do that when you know it's going to be about around three minutes and your partner may take eight minutes to reach their orgasm. Very interesting. So, so more foreplay, more foreplay, more foreplay, and then penetrate so that we are all getting to the same destination at the same time. Is that what you're trying to say with the gold and silver? That's what we are saying, that it's important to look at other, you know, sexual stimulation other than penetration. Like we're talking of foreplay, that's one of the ways. Let's go to this voice note. Let me pose the following two questions to our lovely Dr. Dan. What is low sperm count? Does a long foreplay enable a woman to ejaculate quickly. No, here's the third one. It's one of the myths. If a man and a woman ejaculate simultaneously, does this mean that a woman can conceive the twins? My name is Fisher. Good evening, the three sisters. I like the third question, <laughs> and I'm giggling and chuckling with the third question, uh, Dr. Uh, Mushokwa, because I think a lot of people would have multiple twins if that was the case. But you are the doc, I'm not. Tell us. Um, let's answer the last one first. Simultaneous the ejaculation. The last one, I think yeah. I heard of simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. so if, the, part, yeah. if they, the partners ejaculate at the same time, uh, do they conceive twins? Yeah, 
the question was is it possible or, or do they conceive twins is the woman going to be pregnant with twins oh <laughs> that's what i was saying no, no, no. if that was the yes. case i think no. we'd have multiple twins uh, in yes, this country they would be there would be no i don't think it has much you know to do with you know issue of uh, conception at all but i know it's one of the things which people talk about as being you know like epic in 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 intimacy but i wouldn't say that it has anything to do with you know having twins or beyond that no Okay, so reaching oh, this yeah. destination together is a good thing, but it does not have any correlation with uh, impregnating twins. Guys, I would have my count, full count of children right now. <laughs> okay, and then the other one was around uh, longer foreplay for women. I think you addressed that, that, you know, the longer um, she has the foreplay, well, you have the foreplay together, but then she will reach uh, her orgasm by the time you start penetrating. So let's address the issue of what is low sperm count? Yeah, okay. When we're talking of low sperm count, uh, it's only something that can be determined in the lab. Let me start by saying that. Remember when you ejaculate, in the average volume with each ejaculate is about three mils, which is less than a teaspoon. Okay? So out of that, 10% is the real sperm you know, because the rest is the food of the stem, is juices that come from your prostate and other glands so that, you know, the stem can be able to move or glide. So when we talk of low stem count, there are different ways in which we, we mention it. One, it's where we talk of hypostemia. Hypostemia is where the person is ejaculating but very low volume. It has nothing to do with the stems themselves. And then another one is where the ejaculate is there, but when we look microscopically, remember the amount of sperm with each ejaculate should be around 15 million per meal of the ejaculate. That is the average. So if the sperm count microscopically is less than 15 mils, then we talk of, you know, a, a, you know low sperm count. That is the one that usually counts most. Okay. So that, yeah, that's how we discuss it. Is it talking of volume or you're talking about the real things themselves uh, microscopically? Yes. ATMers, come in with those questions on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 614 Here's a, a WhatsApp voice note. Madam Patricia, how are you? I'm not from Bombera. Okay, thanks for that topic. Uh, for me, I advise some men who try to finish so fast. Yeah? Uh, it's not good. Sometimes the wife can run away and go outside. So if you see that you are finishing so fast, sometimes uh, it's advisable. There is a doctor, one doctor of mine, <laughs> I was discussing it with him. He said that he... If possible, you can do it, but thinking other issues so that your wife can finish before you do what you finish. But you put it in the heart because you can't explain it to the wife or whatever, something like that. I'm not an from Mombera, Madam Patricia. Have a nice evening. Bye. All right, Doc, what do you think of what Nathan mm-hmm. said, that uh, men should really try their best so that their wives don't run away? 
You know, I didn't really get the question that well. It was just a comment. Don't worry. It was just a comment. It wasn't a question. (laughs) All right. So let me go to this one uh, from Farai. Farai says, timely topic. Thank you. I'm 53. And in recent times, I struggled to ejaculate more than once in a 24-hour period. Is this okay or should I seek treatment? On the other hand, would I lose any nutrients by ejaculating too often? For example, twice in a day. No, there's no loss of nutrients with ejaculation, not at all. And I think many men would actually tell you that, no, the first round, you find that they do ejaculate, but once they go beyond that, some may not even ejaculate, actually. So it's it's normal. And uh, with people who are trying to conceive as well, that's why we usually tell them that you don't even have to have sex actually daily. Rather jump a day, you know, to try and I like saying segage, you know, so that the volume can also be be fine for that. Yeah, so mm. the frequency can reduce the volume. Mm, all right. Here's another one that says, "Good evening, Patricia and the Doc. I used to ejaculate in between eight to ten minutes, but it also depends." Um, how and if I ejaculate before her, my partner, she's not satisfied. I help her by using other methods so that she can also feel nice. So that's that's considerate of you. Question from Gabore Mams, who says, I want help on two issues. One, is it a bad thing if one semen looks too watery, as in too light? Two, does masturbation mm-hmm. have any effect to the ejaculation times? Okay, let's start with the watery. Uh, usually, like even before ejaculation, once there's erection, there will be a fluid, you know, on the tip of the penis that one can see. It's normal. It will usually be a bit clear. But with immediately after ejaculation, it should be thicker. That's how it should be. And if you are worried about the contents, it, you can always consult and have that checked what is really happening. And you talked about masturbation, whether it does have an you know, impact on ejaculation. It depends. Uh, let me say that like men who you find that have got longer periods you know, of not having intercourse, masturbation can actually help in terms of not you know, ejaculating early in their next encounter. So that is where it comes on board because the longer one takes not uh, being active sexually, the quicker some men will actually ejaculate. So that is one important thing, how it may affect. And the second way in which it can affect is if you masturbate, you find that usually it's relatively dry, for instance, with manual stimulation, but when you are with a partner, some men, because of the wetness, they may actually not, they may, you know, have it difficult to ejaculate, meaning that they can have delayed or no ejaculation. So what I usually would recommend is that, you know what, during masturbation you can use some uh, lubricant, you know, so that you are almost like simulating uh, when you are with a partner. But otherwise it's not harmful for you. Excellent. Let's go to a quick break. We'll be back talking to Dr. Evelyn Mashakwa about uh, ejaculation concerns. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations.
We are in conversation with the Dr. Evelyn Mushogwa. It's a heated one, talking about ejaculation concerns. And I'm sure this just does not only apply to men. So, A-teamers, please, please join in on the conversation. Ask your questions. Um, Dr. Evelyn Mushogwa is a urologist and uh, she's a surgeon as well. So she's able to answer those questions. Have you been finding a tingle in your uh, male member? Or you as a female, were you shocked at some point where you realized that there's some liquid that just oozes out of your vagina and you're asking yourself, what is this? <laughs> Maybe Dr. Evelyn Mushoko will be able to assist. The number to interact with us on, on WhatsApp is 0614104107. Let's go to a voice note. Good evening to you, Patricia and the doctor. I wanted to ask a question to the doctor. As as men who produce their sperms, what happens to the lady when she reaches orgasm, when she reaches the point, the peak? Does she produce anything? What actually happened? Can you please, doctor, explain that? I wanted to know. Thank you. All right, doc, please do respond. Yes, yes I heard that. What happens to the female during orgasm? Mm -hmm. What does she produce? The fluid, definitely. I mean, there's liquid that gets also, you know, that comes out from the glands in females. And which is, you know, the fluid usually would be kind of clear, slimy, and the the volume will be will differ from one person to another of I mean of the fluid that will come out. So okay. there's also emission definitely all right talking about the emission uh, do we call that ejaculation as well for women usually when we're talking of it i mean of ejaculation we're talking mostly in men you know but it's emission it's actually the the liquid coming out like we talk of orgasm both partners would definitely reach orgasm you know but do we say so a woman is ejaculating yeah, no, we wouldn't really define it as ejaculation because in men, what happens is right below the prostate, there are ducts uh, which come from the, semini, the seminal vesicles into the prostate, into the urethra. We call those ejaculatory ducts. So that is where they will be forced, you know, coming out, you know, from there. So because in females, we don't have uh, ejaculatory ducts in females, but there are many glands that are there. Okay, so when a woman emits a lot of liquid from their vagina, an extreme amount, um, I think the term that is uh, usually used is squirting. Would this equate to that part of them um, having an orgasm and then emitting or um, the, the fluids? Because others don't. Others don't have a gush of liquid that comes out. Others, yes. it's little mm -hmm. amounts. But is it the same thing? Or does it measure the amount of pleasure? I wouldn't say that the the, the liquid measures the amount of pleasure. No. Because one thing which we know is, this, is that with orgasmic uh, you know, phase, there is rhythmic movement of the muscles, you know, of literally the whole pelvis. There's a lot that happens within the pelvis. So the liquid is not measuring how much enjoyment the person had. No. 
All right, off to another voice note. Hi there. Uh, like to be anonymous. Uh, long time listener, first time voice note. Um, question would be when it comes to ejaculation or or you know finality when it comes to sex. Uh, some women get very short change when it comes to guys that come but do not ejaculate. Uh, I have a question about that. Is that a thing? Um, and a lot of uh, some of us can control ourselves to that point where you feel the sensation. However, you do not ejaculate. Um, what is your feeling on this? Thank you. Doc. Yes. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's worth it, you know, as a couple to talk leisurely about where you are. Like just talking that, you know what, sometimes when I reach orgasm, I don't really have anything coming out, you know, and sometimes I do. Just talking in a very comfortable space, it makes it easy for the partner to know what's going on. It's just that sometimes you find that, you know, the ejaculation, uh, the fluid, it's almost like a telltale that, okay, it's done. But it's important to communicate so that when you are getting to know your partner, you know uh, you know them up to the level of when they are excited, what is happening. So that's why I like to know yourself and, and talk with your partner. It makes it easier. All right. Talk, talk, talk. Communication is key when it comes to such things, especially with relationships, yeah? Uh, Doc, here's uh, a message here. Mm. How do we recoup after a round to enable the next round? Would you please repeat that petition? How does a man recoup, so recuperate after a round to enable the next round? Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, to whoever is asking the question, the main thing is, what I like saying is, it's scary, it's fujawai, when it's limping, don't force it to climb a mountain. Uh, Usually we recommend that, you know, treat your first round as your last round before you're talking about recuperating because your body will tell you that I'm tired or I want to sleep. It's okay to be able to feel safe on that as well. And for those who can recuperate, meaning that their body can digest uh, the things that I talked about, meaning that the refractory period can be shorter, they can get on and, you know, get back again with their partners. But otherwise, it's more about quality than about quantity when we talk about rounds. So, yeah. Just know your body. If you're, you you are having longer time in between, it's how your body is. You Fighting it will make you more stressed and it will also make it difficult even for your partner. Doc, here's a message. It says, my semen or sperm has something in it. It's like rice grains. Normally, uh, it's two or three grains. It is. Is it normal? And is it possible to see such without without a microscope, because mine are way too bold. Mine are way too? Bold, bold. So they're big. These rice grains that he sees in his semen or sperm, 
Is mm. it normal? Yeah, I mean, what I was just saying to you is analyzing the stems without the microscope, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do, really. So what is it that so he's some, seeing then? Because he sees three grains. Is it, is it the color? Grains, things that look like rice, Doc. Like grains? Like rice. Rice. Oh, rice. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, because remember the stems when they come out, they'll be thick, but they shouldn't be too thick. Uh, we talk about viscosity or flowing of the stems. It should not be too thick. You know, we humans are not like, for instance, rabbits, for instance. You know, rabbits, when they ejaculate, they, they ejaculate is like pellets, eh? because it, they, it has got a lot of momentum. And then we rabbits like running or whatever so that it doesn't fall out. It sticks onto the cervix. But in human beings, it should not be too thick. If it is too thick, sometimes it's because there's pus or something in. So it, it can be checked and to know what is really going on and the person can be treated. So it should not be too thick. Mm. Okay, so Atima, go and get tested. Go and get checked. Uh, here's one. Um, where can I visit the doc for a checkup? Where is she found during working hours? Dr. Samushok. Dr. Mushok, are you there? Yes, yeah, I'm here. I didn't get the question. The ATM is asking where can they visit you during um, working hours because they need your assistance. Oh, okay. I think the big thing for if you have to visit, like urology, I mean, on my side, you can check on the website. You know, I've got a website, www.mushokwa.com. You can check there, shows where I am. And then if you are looking for a urologist, you know, being away from housing, go to website, check mostly you, there are urologists all, all over the country that one can be able to to see. But working hours, I'm in private full-time in midstream. Excellent. Here's another voice note. Uh, hello, hello, ladies. How are you? Uh, <clears throat> I just have a question here. I'd like to be anonymous now. I have a question here. Uh, I just want to know if I have a problem or what. Uh, on my early ages, around, let me say, plus minus 18 to 21 or 22, I could do around four to five rounds. Ne? But now I'm 27. It's even hard to get two round. But the most amazing point is that on that first and last round, I could last almost 20 to 30 minutes. Does that say I have a problem or what? Please, Doc, answer me. All right, Doc, what's the answer? Mm, that was very clear. I mean, being 27 and having the first round that last 20 minutes and wanting to do two rounds. Hmm. The main thing is, uh, what I want to say to the to Anonymous is, what is happening with your partner when you are doing the 20 minutes? You know, is your partner comfortable? Are you? If it is not distressing you, then that's fine. The issue is what we're saying is that first, what you're saying that you used to do four or five rounds or whatever, 
that is the physiology which will happen. I think it's almost like in the youth, it's like, you know, you are being given a chance to, to get to know your body. But as time goes on, the first really becomes the last. I don't see any problem with what Anonymous is saying as long as the partner can cope with the length of that first, of that round, which will say, let your first be the last. All right, Doc, as long as your partner can cope. I'm, I'm glad that you're reminding mm. our A-teamers about being uh, considerate to those that they are engaging yes. in sexual practice <laughs> with. <laughs> Here's one. Yes. Doc, I don't know if it happens to other guys. Usually when I am struggling to sleep, one, um, I have nice sex with my partner. Then once I have sex with my partner, then I sleep like a baby. Is this yes. normal? <laughs> It's normal. Mm. It's normal. And I think sometimes it can be frustrating to your partner if it was, you know, early ejaculation or someone who still wants to do some talking, what they call pillow talk. The issue is that it's normal for you to want to sleep. You know, they say, uh, you know, orgasm is one of the best sleep with tablets or whatever. So definitely. Even for females, the same thing where someone just feel, you know, that they want to sleep. Okay, here's another one that says, um, my man always comes after one second and it's frustrating and it's too watery and yellowish. Is this normal? Mm-hmm. I think if, 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 it, if it was not after a second, you know, that second is quite worrisome. Then you start looking at other things, you know, but if the person was satisfied, it wouldn't really be... You know, an issue. Yeah, Dr. Mushokwa, be yeah. honest. Who can be satisfied with a second? One second. No, I'm saying one second. Is, we talked of seconds, but if it's less than a minute, but they, the person is asking, saying one second. So already, which is what is important. Remember when there's a early ejaculation, it affects your partner as well. You find that they may not even want to initiate. They may end up not even wanting to have sex. So, but what is very interesting is that there are many people who can actually even reach orgasm without any penetration. And that is what I would recommend for this, you know, to explore other things. And then we didn't talk about the treatment as well, which I think I should give a bit of advice on, you know. Yeah, please for, do. For this cause, it's worrisome and it can be frustrating. So things like we talked, you talked about things like foreplay, which is very important. But the other thing is that many men who may be having early ejaculation, you find that they end up avoiding sex. And then the next time they have intercourse, they have early ejaculation. It becomes a circle because the longer you take not being sexually active, the more you are likely to have early ejaculation. So to break the cycle, you need to have sex relatively more more regularly. So that's one thing. The other thing is the position, you know, of intercourse because some men will even know which position would make them ejaculate relatively early to try and and avoid that then knowing your your, your, yourself also as you know your female partner in the space is knowing what can make you what makes you to reach climax not giving all the power to your partner to reach orgasm that is very important because 60% of women can actually reach orgasm without penetration with clitoris you know stimulation with other ways of you know things like massage because in females erotic space is not only the genitalia so that is important then for men we we like talking about the stop and go or what we call the johnson maneuver 
where the men can actually withdraw the penis from the vagina when they're feeling that you, are, you feel that you are almost close to ejaculating and then penetrating again. That helps a lot. And if all this don't help, there's medication that can be given. Some of the adult shops do have a cream that one can buy. It's almost like a local anesthetic because some people have got a hypersensitive, you know, penis, so they can apply the lotion on. It's almost like an anesthetic, so it reduces the sensitivity on the penis. But please make sure you are not applying on your partner because your partner won't feel as good uh, without it. And then there's medication. You know, like fluoxetine, it's serotonin inhibitors, reuptake inhibitors. It works very well. And some men will actually say, you know what, I get tired, I don't even ejaculate now. And then we stop them from doing that. And also some of the medication we give for erection, because you may have early ejaculation associated with erectile dysfunction. So there are many, you know, ways in which this can be sorted. So important thing is allowing yourself to be vulnerable and seeking help. That helps a lot. Right. Dr. Mushok, let's uh, please uh, give out your contact details one more time for our ATMs because there's a request again and uh, they definitely want to be in touch with you as a urologist. Uh, my contact check on it's on my website which is uh, com. So you go through my website there are contacts of where i am how you can call email and also there's also some advice of some of the things that we do okay i'm going to spell yes. for uh, the atm so it's dr normal and mushokwa is m-o-s-h-o-k-o-a that's how you get hold of her dr mushokwa dr mushokwa next yes. week eh? you know december has started and people are doing things sexually, or they mm. want to do things. It's holiday season, most many mm. people are not working. Can we speak about something fun, something exciting, something riveting? Can we make sure that next week's edition of Late Night Conversation is just too juicy? Hmm? That will be fine. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I right. don't have a problem because I know some people go on and and you know taking visa, NMS, you know. To try and so it's it's a great time to 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 share excellent excellent looking forward to next week thank you very much for joining us thank you so much yeah.